Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. I swear every time I go first, I almost say I'm Krista. And I'm like, <laughs> why though? It's like my brain, like, I don't know. One of these days you're going to do it. And then I'm just going to go, uh, uh, and I'm not Rachel. <laughs> and then everyone will be confused. It'll be great. <laughs> just saying. It's like a struggle every time. And I don't know why. And I think the more I think about it, the worse it gets. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, not going to mess it up. Not going to mess not it up. Mess it up. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. Anyways, uh, Halloween, the best month of the year is over, sad face, but we still have lots of fun stuff on the docket, I think, for the remainder of the year. I find that like picking topics for November is kind of weird because I know we try to pick things that like maybe it's around a holiday. There's not really a lot of like, I don't know, the November vibe is like awkward, right? Where like I'm kind of ready for Christmas to just happen, but I also know that there's another major holiday involved, at least when you're in the U.S., like still thanksgiving to get through so it's like fall but like an awkward in between fall time yeah it's like fall is slowly making its way to winter even though we know winter's not even technically till the end of december yeah but yeah like there's nothing like great like what am i do what am i doing in november i'm preparing for december that's what i'm doing yeah literally all of my to-do lists for november so far has been like make thanksgiving menu make thanksgiving grocery list that's that's all i've got going on in the fall Mm -hmm. and it's not quite like cozy season yet where I'm like ready to like curl up with hot cocoa. I don't know. I think November is kind of a weird month, but we decided to go with what would we call it? Murder mystery? Is that what? Yeah. We went with for today? Murder okay. mysteries. It really has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. I don't know. Leaves are. It's changing. still fallish though. Like I feel like yeah. murder mystery is still fallish. So like, well, yeah, I'll, we'll go with it. We can make some kind of a connection there. We figured it out. It's fine. Yeah. Um. The book I picked, I didn't really feel like it was, like, super murder mystery-y, even though, like, that's how online I described it. But I guess you can be the judge when I do a little bit about it. Um, So the book that I did is Killers of a Certain Age. And I think you said that you actually started this book at that's some point. That's right. Yes, I completely forgot that's what you were doing. Yeah, it's, like, one of the last book of the months that I ever did. I started it. Right. And then a bunch of things came up and I had to change books. So I did not make it very far. <laughs> okay <laughs> but you probably know what the gist of it is um yeah so killers of a certain age is by deanna rayborn um i just actually saw it like in the airport and i was like oh that seems interesting so that's what i went with um i really thought it was going to be a little more murder mystery but i will say it's basically like a spy i feel like it's more of a spy book like oh. these women it's so it's like four women and they're assassins and they're like having they're being forced to retire basically they don't really identify as spies like being a spy is like one of the lies one of them tells like their wife because <laughs> <laughs> they're not sure how to say like i kill people for a living yeah like i'm a spy i think is a little easier to digest honestly yeah and it's like, not necessarily it a lie i don't know that it would be really a lie but like you're a hired assassin yeah it's not quite the same but yeah so i don't know it gave me more like spy vibes but online says genre is like murder mystery so okay you can decide um so it's based around these four women like i said uh mary alice billy who is our narrator um it's basically all written from her point of view natalie and helen so 40 years prior to when this book takes place they get hired as the first like team of female assassins for the museum which is the organization that they work for that's not actually what it's called from what i gather but that's what everyone calls it Mm, okay just they work for the museum um I don't know. They're so good at being spies slash assassins that they don't even tell us the real name of it. Um, <laughs> they just said that everyone refers to it as a museum. So that's what I'm going to call it. 
basically the person that hired them on was like kind of tired of it being all men and they felt like they wanted a team of women assassins because women can kind of like fly under the radar in a way that like groups of men or even individual men can't necessarily Um, also you have different strengths, right? So at the time when they're hired, they're like beautiful 20 something women who can like get away with like seducing men to get (laughs) rooms or get away with something or lure somebody away from a crowd. So they call the, this group of four women, the sphinxes. That's like their code name Mm. for their little group. I know. I I like it. it. (laughs) Uh, so 40 years later though, they are forced to retire. I'm not sure if there was like an exact reason other than their age, but essentially the museum is like, you're done. We're paying for you to go on a cruise for your retirement. Congratulations. Goodbye. Um, I don't know. They do go through like some of the different like things that they've done over the years, like throughout this book, they don't really contribute necessarily to like the plot of the main story, but it is interesting to like hear about like some of the like missions and things that they went on. Mm-hmm. So like they do go over a mission at the beginning of the book before talking about like them going into retirement. But I think it's just to outline like how they work together. Oh, okay. Like they were pretending to be stewardesses on a plane. So they did like, they like botched the job or something, but it was unclear to me if that was like something that they did when they were older. And so like, that's why they were forced to retire it wasn't really clear Mm -hmm. honestly but I wonder if like maybe a job went wrong Mm -hmm. so they were like okay you've aged out it's time so yeah it's not clear if like a job went wrong or they decided that they've aged out but basically they send them on this cruise for to celebrate their retirement the women don't necessarily like see each other all the time outside of work they're technically co-workers but they have known each other for 40 years right Mm -hmm. so like they've been there for each other when like spouses have died or they've gone through divorces and all that kind of stuff i don't believe any of them have children i mean when you're an assassin it's kind of hard yeah, it'd be a little bit of a regular life, right? Yeah, a little bit harder. You're not really making it to like the soccer games and stuff. Yeah. So they go on this cruise and when they're on this cruise, they discover that somebody's trying to kill them. At first, they're not sure if like maybe the museum, because they recognize somebody who works like was a former coworker. Um, also, they find a bomb on the cruise. Oh, so they're like, OK, either they're trying to kill somebody else that's on this cruise and they don't care that we are like casualties like collateral, whatever, mm-hmm. or they're specifically trying to kill us. Um, they kill the guy who was there for the bomb. And then they're like, we'll just fake our deaths. They'll think that we died on the cruise. Like they helped get everybody else off, which is great. Um, but the museum's too smart. They oh, figure out that they didn't die. Thought it was going to work. Yeah, they. I mean, they did pretty good. Like, I, I appreciate like all the detail that they go into to talk about like, oh, like we left our passports and we left specific items to make it look like we were on the cruise when it did blow up because of the way that the bombs work, the museums have, like you can't really defuse them. And like, if they, they threw it into the water, they were, I can't remember the reasoning, but there was like some reason where it would like trigger too soon and it would still get the boat. Like oh, basically yeah. they're set up to not be able to be worked around and also as like older assassins they said that like the the younger like newer assassins that worked in the museum were more adept at like the explosives like they're like there's no skill to it anymore like everyone just throws a bomb at it or whatever <laughs> like so casual where they do a lot of more like combat and like they have guns you know like mm-hmm. but they prefer the the more subtle art of assassinating 
Yeah, like you kind of want to like you want to get away with it. You want somebody to go, "Ooh, look at the crime yeah. scene!" Wow. Yeah, like they have some finesse to the way that they there like go. to go about their That's jobs, but everybody else is a little bit more like, "I'm a 20 year old dude who wants to blow shit up." Dang Gen Z. Yeah, ruining even assassins. Didn't think it'd go there, but it did. Right. So they've left some of their belongings, but they did keep things on them like cash and then like a couple of like sentimental items. But their their family, their loved ones, they are notified that they were found or they were dead. Basically, Mm -hmm. they were like, oh, no, a tragic accident happened. They got everyone else off the cruise, but they were dead. So some of their like family members and other people that they worked with do think that they are dead, but they are actually, I think, in like Europe. I think that's where the cruise was supposed to be heading. Um, and they have like safe houses and stuff that one of them has like owned a home before that's underneath like a her dead husband's company's name because they wanted to avoid taxes or something. So like they have some places where they can go. But for the most part, it's like, who do you turn to when like now the company that you've worked for for 40 years is trying to kill you? And they're all a bunch of trained assassins. Mm-hmm. Can't trust many people gonna find you and like who do you contact but also if you contact somebody and you do trust them is there a target now on their back because they're helping you Mm -hmm. right so they try to figure out who makes the most sense to ask questions of but also feels like a safe person to contact but could protect themselves um so they do end up contacting like an old co-worker and he's like okay well where will i find you and she's like we'll find you like, don't worry about it. Just show up in this place. Like, we will find you. And she, one of them, like, pretends to be, like, a fortune teller. Like, just, like, a street vendor. So she's in, like, disguise. And, like, so he, like, goes over to her or whatever. But, like, she realizes that he's there to kill her. Oh. Like, he's also involved because the company, the museum, has put a bounty on all of their heads. So they basically find out that the museum has been told that these women are taking contracts outside of what the museum is providing them, like independent contracts to murder people. But like, that's not what they're doing. Like those are, that's against the rules. They've never done that. They've always worked with inside the parameters of their employment contract with the museum. Um, There's like a, a, quite a few different rules that they have to like abide by, but that's like the big one. It's like, Mm -hmm. you don't take independent contracts. They're like, we only do this because we only kill people who should be killed. Like, uh, large political leaders who are planning mass genocide or like sexual traffickers like that kind of thing so Mm -hmm. like they feel good about the fact that like like it's not like that's who we are we don't go home on the weekends and like just kill random people for funsies like we kill people who the museum has vetted there's a specific reason and then they're a danger to society Mm -hmm. like so knowing the fact that they've been set up now by the museum it's like okay somebody though is arranging for probably private contracts. Like, were we set up in a way that like they've been giving us contracts? Cause like they just get a dossier and then they're told like, this is the information they've been vetted, go do it. They don't do any of that research. So like, have we been given contracts that were independent contracts? Yeah. We didn't know it. And so like, we've been basically set up. So the rest of this book is basically them trying to figure out like, who can we trust? How do we get out of this? Because they do contact somebody else who's like on maternity leave. So like, she's pretty safe. They're not going to go kill this pregnant lady who Mm -hmm. has like three other children. Like (laughs) she's like part of the board too. So like, it's very unlikely that like the museum is going to kill her for it. Yeah. Um, But they like do contact her and she was like, well, you basically can't get out of it. Like the information that we were given, like seems pretty legit, but obviously somebody on the board did manipulate it to look like that you would be the fall guys, like putting up 
you know, like hanging somebody as an example, like, oh, you can't take outside contracts. Look what happened to these people because Mm -hmm. they're retired. So they're basically useless to them now. Like they're going to use you as guinea pigs or whatever scapegoats. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, So that whoever is actually doing it is going to get away with it. So they get like just enough information from like her and then like one other person that they do contact to help them. They basically just decide to kill the board. Oh, (laughs) like we'll just kill everybody so like they kind of are on this like mission but that's what i'm saying like it's not really murder mystery right like mm-hmm. yeah I agree. you have yeah. to figure out like, like you have to figure out later like who's setting them up and like more information and like how that'll like played out and it's kind of clever and twisted but like definitely feels more spy-ish mm-hmm. because the actions that they're taking like there's no like oh there's a dead body who did this it's more yeah. like somebody's coming after us so it feels a little more like alias with jennifer garner i don't think i've saw that one and like murder mystery okay but yeah i really enjoyed it though like it was still good especially the fact that like you're imagining that there are these like 60 year old ladies that are like just assassinating people <laughs> but they're like but we're really good at it <laughs> like, yeah, like i don't want to retire they dang are it. Like, they're able to hunt down people, like, I mean, members of the board obviously would have the ability to, like, hide where they live and, like, that kind of stuff, but they're able to find information. Like, it's pretty impressive. Like, they have some really good skills. Mm-hmm. Um, And, like, the way that they constructed this team is, like, they all have very specific skills, too. So they have, like, complementing skills. Like, there's, like, the hot one, and then there's, like, the smart one. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so, I don't know. I just felt like they did a good uh, the author did a good job of like making these characters and like while I did not feel like it was very murder mystery I still enjoyed it so I'm gonna give it like a four to four and a half mostly because the genre is kind of incorrect it's okay. not the genre I'd put it in mm-hmm. all right there's actually more similarities in ours than I realized possibly oh, also because really? I totally forgot you're doing that book um so I did Vera Wong's unsolicited advice for murderers which is by Jesse Q sutanto sutanto i honestly don't know which one sorry um (laughs) i've read other books by her and i love them like she's a great author so she um she typically writes like or at least other ones that i've read of hers are of like older asian women very much that like auntie that like older auntie character Mm -hmm. who has like come to america english is not their first language kind of a thing and she just writes them so well but like you can absolutely picture this like teeny tiny little asian woman being like oh lady like you're too skinny you need to eat more food like i love it you know trying to like set up her kids like why are you not married why do i not have grandkids like all the love auntie yeah exactly so this one our main character her name is vera wong and she is the sole owner of vera wang's world famous tea shop vera wang's not vera wong she is because she clever lady that she is so they came over her and her husband came over uh from china however i don't know how long ago uh and back home she did have a tea house that was like not world famous but it, had, it did pretty good for itself so when they came here they were like oh and they live in uh they're in san fran in the bay area and they're like oh you know what there's this famous fashion designer Bera wang mm-hmm. like and people are gonna see that and they're gonna go oh my gosh she has a tea shop i have to go in it never actually it never actually works out this way uh her son tilly is uh he's an adult he's a lawyer i don't know how old he is but like i guess like even like as a kid he was like why would a fashion designer ever have a tea shop like that doesn't make any sense but like doesn't matter name association 
yeah exactly they're like no this is clever this is smart which it is it just didn't work because they're also like in this like kind of like they're in chinatown so also you're not really getting a ton of foot traffic like they did get some like when they first opened and everybody was kind of like younger with gentrification there's just not a lot of people around anymore yeah but with google like if you googled vera wang like that's true Mm -hmm. uh they don't really i don't think well no it's not true vera is very much on top of it. she watches the TikTok. she knows what sliding into somebody's direct message like she's very much like she's like i will not be they left behind me. she's like i know she doesn't always necessarily know what they mean but she knows them gosh darn it so somebody had <laughs> explained to her about like the google analytics and how to get it she totally would have jumped on board so she her husband had did has passed at this point handful of years i can't remember so it's just her tilly has moved out she wakes up every single morning at 4 30 like eyes pop open instantly sits up like no dilly dallying around for this woman she gets up she gets dressed she gets brushed her teeth she goes on a walk every single day Respect. same exact loop comes back although one morning she wakes up she goes downstairs there's a dead body on the floor of her tea shop See, at least yours has a dead body, though. I mean, that's already that, different than mine. That's true. That is true. Um, and so being super helpful that she is, you know, she goes and she draws a body line, like an outline in Sharpie around the body oh to help the God. police. So helpful. Um, she call, Obviously, she does call the police. She makes Thanks, them all Sharpie. tea. And like, she, she's like, oh, they're going to be so proud of me. Like when they like come and they see this and I'm so helpful. Um, and she like makes this tea specifically to like help their minds be sharp. So that way they can figure out who killed him, who killed this person. Um, the police show up and are obviously displeased that she has drawn a line around the body. They're like, like touched it. No, she did not touch it. She kept the Sharpie perfectly on the outside. Mm, She's very okay, good. All right, she watches okay. CSI. She watches Law and Order. She knows how these things go cops are not having it. i think it's officer gray is like the main one absolutely not having it. And she keeps trying to get them to like have some tea like this is good for you and they're like no like we're not gonna do that she's like okay we're like where's your csi you're gonna like you know sleep for fingerprints and stuff and they're like no we're not gonna do any of that like this isn't suspicious she's like he broke in he broke my window and he died on my floor how is that not suspicious That's suspicious and they're, and they're like okay chill and so they like Take the body. Well, because then, like, the medical examiner comes. She goes, okay, well, at least somebody is going to think that. He still doesn't. They take the body. There's just this, like, tiny little factoid that this gentleman, when he died, he had a flash drive in his hand. Vera may have taken it. So, there's that. Like, that's not super great. And, like, maybe if she hadn't, the cops might have taken it a little bit more seriously. I always wonder how you like backtrack when you do something like that like in a crime scene because it's like later you just show up you're like oh i didn't i forgot i took this out of the dead man's hand i would have just been like oh you guys because they didn't search they didn't like look at anything i'd be like oh i, I just found feel it. like oh i found this and it wasn't mine yeah yeah exactly um and so she like and like every morning she like at like 5 a.m or whatever 5 30 she like texts her son and it's like tilly are you awake da, da, da. you are always young people always sleeping everything away um but, like, this one, she just, like, doesn't tell him right away. Like, she, like, like randomly, like, drops it into a conversation later. Yeah. She's like, oh, like, the dead guy. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? Oh, um, and at one point, she's asking him, like, basically, it's like, how would I make, like, this memory stick work? And he was like, where did you get it? And he was like, she's like, off the dead body. Or somehow she says something about it, like, being his. And he's like, did you take it? She goes, oh, no, of course not. I would never. Like, what? 
foolish foolish boy like hangs up on him adorable love it but then oh my god i love her she is so clever right she's already decided like the cops are useless so she's just gonna solve the case for them and then they're gonna go oh my gosh you are so good thank you so much and so being the clever woman she is she decides you know what murderers always do come back to the scene of the crime so she goes and she puts out a um an obituary in the newspaper for this gentleman his name is marshall chen um puts it out and then she waits to see who shows up. And the next day, people show up. So this uh, this gentleman, Ricky, shows up. He's in his early 20s. Uh, Sana, she is also in her early 20s. Uh, Oliver, who was actually Marshall's twin. And oh, then, he's always uh, a twin. Yeah. And then Julia, who is Marshall's wife. Was, and they have a daughter, a two-year-old named Emma. And so she's like, aha. I have four suspects. So then she basically is spending the rest of this book, like kind of like trying to figure out like which one of them did it. She's convinced obviously it's one of them. And we do like jump through everybody. Like everybody has their own chapter. So we're like rotating through and they are all guilty of something. Like they all have this immense amount of like guilt or shame or whatever. And they're all terrified. The cops are going to come onto them. And so they all lie first. So Ricky says um, that he's a reporter and basically gets her to believe that she he's writing an article for Buzzfeed about this random murderer mm. in a tea shop like you do in chinatown yeah sure that's definitely what buzzfeed reports on um sauna says that she has a podcast that vera wang vera keeps calling like pod chat pod chat kind of, yeah that one she struggles with. and then oh, uh, yeah and then oliver i mean it's very obvious that he's a twin so he can't like make up some lie or anything like that um and so vera basically like kind of like forces her way like into their lives like she like shows up at julia's house it like and like brings the three of them with her somehow like she's like has that way where she's like you're coming and they like and also all of them also are um of like asian descent so very much of that like we respect our elders and like they're mm-hmm. all kind of afraid of that uh like that anti-character anyway in their lives like they all have like that one like they all grew up in that kind of a way mm-hmm. and so like they're like I can't say no like they're like I know I should but like my entire youth is telling me not to say no to this woman um so she like brings all this food over to Julia's she's like oh she's you know grieving obviously and like the first time that the cops show up all a bunch all of Marshall's stuff is in garbage bags right by the front door which you're like okay like that's suspicious turns out and you do learn this early on so like i'm not actually giving much away because you learn this early on um like the day before marshall died or maybe the day of um he goes before he's decided he's just gonna leave his wife and daughter because he's about to make it rich and he doesn't want her dragging him down because she's useless and she's never been good for anything um and he also like is horrible to his daughter not like beating her but like the emotional one because like she's like she's two and she's like kind of shy i mean she's a child and he's like why can't she just be normal and like she's still breastfeeding it too and like marshall is like oh my god that is so can't believe you're doing that like and like why are you pandering to her and she's like in her like beige food only phase and he's like can't believe like you're kind of like horrible things and you're like okay marshall Mm -hmm. also very much like kind of in that abusive like partner way where he's like slowly sh- cutting off like all of her connections to people and like so she really and doesn't have yeah exactly right like he, she has nobody Rude. but him and then he leaves her because he doesn't want to split like alimony money and anything because he's about to make it rich and everything that like sounds that. like motive right mm-hmm. so that's the thing 
they all have a motive because we know all of their chapters. So, like, there's all something that they have done to, like, well, it could mm. be any of them. Marshall also has a scratch on his face when he dies and a black eye. So, like, who attacked him? Why don't the cops care that much? Um, and so, yeah, so Vera is just, like, going through. She has a little notebook, and she's, like, writing all these things down. There's a break-in at her tea shop. Like, somebody, like, breaks a ton of her stuff and is, like, clearly looking for something. Probably the flash drive. Um, probably. And so Tilly is like, oh, my gosh, like, come and stay with me, I guess. And she's like, oh, my God, like, I would love for this to have happened, like, weeks ago uh but instead she's staying with julia because they have actually gotten kind of close like so like i said emma the daughter is like she's two um but like as soon as like vera shows up she's like oh sous chef you're coming to the kitchen you're helping me come along and emma does well especially if julia's been cut off from everybody too she's like oh this like nice old lady wants to help me like yeah i love that and like vera like cleans the whole house and like makes dinner every single night and breakfast and lunch and it's like you're being fed here's somebody who cares for you here's somebody who's like supporting better husband you. Than Marshall was seriously um emma starts to like come out of her shell she's like not nearly as like frightful she's eating like all of the foods that vera makes she eats all of it and like keeps eating which is like <clears throat> unheard of basically for her like if it's not like chicken nuggets and even that sometimes she was like no i'm not eating that um she like ends up only like breastfeeding now at nighttime like not like demanding it all throughout the day like so she super grows out of her shell um vera says something like she emma like calls her like grandma so like vera's also struggling because she was like she's liking them and then like ricky and sauna are the same age ish and so vera's like well i'm also gonna set them up it's gonna be really unfortunate though if one of them is the killer but if that doesn't happen like one of these people could be the murderer still yeah yeah, so she's, like, struggling because she's starting to, like, actually care about all of these people. These are almost like her, like, built-in family because, like, Tilly is, like, he's trying to kind of make it out on it. He's actually kind of shit in the beginning. He's just, like, a son who, like, is tired of his over-oppressive mother. And so, like... Yeah, it happens. Yeah, and, like, you see it and, like... But she's lonely, right? Like, the only people that she talks to all day before this is, like, there's, like, this gentleman, Alex, who comes in every day for tea and he comes in for like exactly 15 minutes and because like his wife is sick and he's like kind of a like a hermit at this point but he comes out and he gets tea and they talk and they like bonded over the fact that like both of them have a son and he has like an older son who doesn't like see that much but like he always shops groceries off every week so like you know at least he's doing that and like there's like a word for it that i can't remember starts with an f it's like facile honestly i don't know how to pronounce it but basically it's that like children should take care of their parents when they're starting to get older so they're mm-hmm. like oh you know like your son is doing so good at that but like they're still are like kind of struggling or whatever like they've bonded mm-hmm. that's really like the only person that she talks to all day um there's a woman who owns a shop next to her who has a french bakery uh that's various oh. that's various nemesis because they're not french pastries they're just chinese pastries that she just looked up the word of what it is in french and called it that and she's like better <laughs> and hates it that um, is kind of crappy though yeah she's like yeah so the but like the pastries are delicious apparently so like oh my god this is good and she goes oh it's just like whatever kind of like chinese pastry she is she's like, oh it's just that and they're like okay but like it's still good so like she kind of interacts with her a little That's bit nice. and like she like sees the same people on her walk but she doesn't stop to like talk she's you know walking arms no mission yeah um so she's kind of lonely at this point and like she's not making any right. money she's like 
already like knows that like the shop's not gonna be able to stay open that much longer and she lives upstairs so like she's gonna have to move at that point too like oh that sucks yeah so like all of a sudden this excitement comes and so yeah so she starts like caring about these people they care about her she's like infiltrated into their life like um sauna is an artist but is like struggling and hasn't been able to paint because of things that are going on and so mm-hmm. like Vera kind of helps her through that um can't remember what Ricky's problem is but like she helps with that <laughs> That's a problem. So, <laughs> yeah but yeah so she's like trying to set him up as like oh, it's gonna be so unfortunate if one of them was a murderer nah um and then like Julie and Oliver were best friends in high school but then she started dating Marshall and like I said Marshall kind of shoved like slowly like took her away from everybody um and so but yeah and then yeah it's super cute like a lot of the book is like so it's Vera trying to figure out like obviously one of these forces are her suspects and which one did it but like every all these characters are like still growing and they're starting to care about each other and they're like lives are improving and she's like going to the cops so kind of trying to get the cops to like care at all um and then the cops figure out like what killed him he had like an allergic reaction I don't think that's really giving away much either um and so they're like eh yep accident like we said accident and vera was like but somebody broke into my shop but like she also didn't report mm. that to the cops so like now you're like vera you're doing a lot of shady things oh uh, yeah you're she's a like, murderer it's like wants them to help but then isn't helping them help mm-hmm. because like with the drive and then not telling about the break-in mm. mm-hmm. messy yeah so she does figure out how to make the smart the jump drive work how to make the memory stick she figures it out doesn't even need her son to show her anything uh, but that is when she finally she makes a breakthrough in her case once she figures out how to make that memory stick work obviously i can't tell you give it to the cops and it would have taken them like five seconds i guess maybe they wouldn't have cared though but it's still mm-hmm. yeah but so she goes uh she does figure out who done did it i had a very strong suspicion about who it was probably halfway or so through Mm. but i couldn't figure out why this person would have killed marshall Mm. like i was like okay i was like i feel like all of this is building it up to this one person but really like what's the why like what what motivation do they have because like for all intents purposes like doesn't seem that like they had an issue with marshall like you do learn about like other shady things that he was doing like marshall's not a good person we've kind of already determine that part out yeah yeah so you're like okay like it could be a lot of other people like it could be people we don't even know yet that aren't on her suspect list but yeah i was just like why would it be this one person Hmm. um and i was right but yeah i had no idea i did not put any of the dots together till they were put together for me about how he actually died because like the allergy like how do you kill somebody with an allergy right like that's weird so yeah also yeah you learn that on you learn that part early enough so that's not a spoiler at all like he's also dead so meh um there's more to it yeah yeah. and there's like no blood so he wasn't like shot or stabbed and like there's no like bruising around his neck to be strangled right so Mm -hmm. it's yeah um but yeah it was just it was really well done like you absolutely start caring for all of these characters like vera is amazing like the food sounds amazing everything like that and then yeah like even knowing or actually I wasn't even that confident really in who I thought did it I was just like I think that this is going to be the person 
don't know why or how or anything like that. Yeah, especially so, if you were unsure about why. It's like, mm, I'm doubting why I think that because yeah. it's like, but why though? Yeah. And but I couldn't come up with anybody else. That's the other thing. Like, I couldn't come mm. up with any other character except maybe like somebody who we weren't a secret fifth sure. person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like somebody's just gonna like come out of a closet and be like, haha, it was me. You did not expect me. And I would have been like, oh, you're right. I did not expect the character we have not been introduced to yet. You got me there. I so, hate it when murder mysteries do that, actually, when they're like, this is actually somebody totally different than these characters we spent the last 200 pages developing. And it's like, but I wanted it to be like one of these people because yeah. then that's why it's so interesting. Yeah. Like, why are you going to do all this just to like introduce a whole nother character that we know nothing it's about? It's lazy. So mm-hmm. glad. Agreed. Yeah. Sounds like that probably wasn't the case here. So, wow. What intricate mm-hmm. characters to develop and then have to figure out who done it. Yeah. So it was very well done. I really liked it. Um, yeah, Vera is just a t- super fun character. Like I said, the author writes like these kind of like older Asian women just so well. Um, and I think she put it in her first book and it wasn't in this one. Um, but it's like when Vera is speaking, it's like typically in that kind of like a broken English, right? Because English is not a first language. And in the first book that she wrote, she had addressed it and was like, hey, like, here's why here's this thing. It's not that they're unintelligent, which you also get because like when you're in Vera's head and she's just thinking, there's, there's not broken English because she's just thinking, right? Like, she's also probably right. not even thinking in English. She's probably thinking in Mandarin. Um, so, like, she just does it so well. It also helps that, you know, she's not a white woman, that she is actually a part of this culture. Um, right. It would be very different if it was, like, a white person writing it. it would feel yeah, they're racist. just Yeah, <laughs> but they're just written so well. Like, all of these characters are completely believable. Like, granted, like, so the four, like Julie and Ricky and Sana and Oliver, I will admit, when I picture them, I usually picture them as like white people because they're closer to my age group and I just don't have a great imagination for faces and stuff. But like Vera, you have like the perfect, like, I'm like, ah, oh, yes. So uh, overall, nice. like five out of five, like I was thinking like, oh, maybe a four and a half, but it's like so well done. I have no complaints. Like nothing not to like. Mm-hmm. Like even like Vera, when you're like, oh. You shouldn't have done that. You should have told the cops about this. Like, how could you not? Like, she tries to like make food for she them at one adorable. point. I love it. And like comes back and like goes to the police station and is like, "Oh, I made you food. Let's chat about this." And they're like, "No, we're not going to tell you things." And she was like, "Why not? I made you food." And they're like, "But why?" Also, we can't eat the food <laughs> that you made us. She's like, "Why would you not eat my food? Like, why would you- I'm offended?" So, of course, they end up eating it and then are like, could you, like, maybe bring more of some of that later another time? Maybe? Just maybe? <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That sounds like a great one. I feel like that feels like a classic murder mystery. Like a whodunit. Mm-hmm. Great pick. Yeah. It was really good. It wasn't the original one I was going to do when we picked this topic. I have one that's, like, super old and originally it was, like, printed um, way back when and I can't remember. I'm like, what? But it was printed, like, in the wrong order. And so they, oh. they like redid it and only three people ever have figured out who actually killed who. Because you have to figure out like what six characters died and who killed them. It's like a whole thing. Huh. Yeah. And only like three people have ever figured it out in the whole world. That's confusing though. Yeah. And I was and also it's in like old and British words. And I was like, Oh, those are hard to get through. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know how to explain it to all y'all. I'd be like, oh, there's characters that I don't know who died. And I don't know who killed them. <laughs> I, and I don't know anything. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saving that one for another day. But maybe, maybe just for you. <laughs> yeah, just for me. Yeah, we don't we don't need to share that one. Uh but yeah, next we are doing family related 
family things. drama as you know american thanksgiving there's always problems with the fam family when you see them wine gets a flow in people get angry i just hope this year my sister-in-law remembers roles but i will buy backup just in case <laughs> that's a good that's a good call that's a good idea that's what i did last year she was like oh, I'm stuffing in rolls and she brought stuffing and cookies i was like well you did bring two things but where are my rolls <laughs> <laughs> a little uh, trust but verify here we're just we're gonna be prepared yeah. it'll be fine okay i can always eat extra rolls it's no big <laughs> yeah you can never have too many rolls so that's facts especially when your nieces only eat rolls ah well, then you get all the good leftovers, right? You can make you a little turkey sandwich on a roll for like the next mm-hmm. three days. That's true. I will not be shorted on rolls. Mm-hmm. Oh, when it, if you get snowed in, just rolls. All just day. rolls. That's it. I love that. I'm here for the rolls. I could eat a roll now. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we're going to go grab rolls. Uh, and we will talk to everyone later. Bye, everyone. Bye.